Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast. I'm Father Peter Zwans, and today is the 25th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Let us pray. O God, who founded all the commands of your sacred law upon love of you and of our neighbour, grant that by keeping your precepts we may merit to attain eternal life. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. A reading from the Book of Wisdom. The godless say to themselves, Let us lie in wait for the virtuous man, since he annoys us and opposes our way of life, reproaches us for our breaches of the law, and accuses us of playing false to our upbringing. Let us see if what he says is true. Let us observe what kind of end he himself will have. If the virtuous man is God's son, God will take his part and rescue him from the clutches of his enemies. Let us test him with cruelty and with torture, and thus explore this gentleness of his and put his endurance to the proof. Let us condemn him to a shameful death, since he will be looked after. We have his word for it. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord upholds my life. The Lord upholds my life. O God, save me by your name, by your power. Uphold my cause. O God, hear my prayer. Listen to the words of my mouth. The Lord upholds my life. For proud men have risen against me. Ruthless men seek my life. They have no regard for God. The Lord upholds my life. But I have God for my help. The Lord upholds my life. I will sacrifice to you with willing heart and praise your name for it is good. The Lord upholds my life. A reading from the letter of St. James. Wherever you find jealousy and ambition, you find disharmony and wicked things of every kind being done. Whereas the wisdom that comes down from above is essentially something pure. It also makes for peace and is kindly and considerate. It is full of compassion and shows itself by doing good. Nor is there any trace of impartiality or hypocrisy in it. Peacemakers, when they work for peace, sow the seeds which bear fruit in holiness. Where do these wars and battles between yourself first start? Isn't it precisely in the desires fighting inside your own selves? You want something and you haven't got it, so you are prepared to kill. You have an ambition that you cannot satisfy, so you will fight to get your way by force. Why you don't have what you want is because you don't pray for it. When you do pray and don't get it, it is because you have not prayed properly. You have prayed for something to indulge your own desires. The Word of the Lord.
Thanks be to God. Alleluia, alleluia. God has called us with the gospel to share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Alleluia. The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus and his disciples were making their way through Galilee, and he did not want anyone to know because he was instructing his disciples. He was telling them, The Son of Man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death. And three days after he has been put to death, he will rise again. But they did not understand what he said, and were afraid to ask him. They came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What were you arguing about on the road? They said nothing because they had been arguing about which of them was the greatest. So he sat down, called the twelve of them, and said, If anyone wants to be first, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. He then took a little child, set him in front of them, put his arms around him and said to them, Anyone who welcomes one of these little children in my name welcomes me. And anyone who welcomes me, welcomes not me, but the one who sent me. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. In the Gospel today, we have a pretty strong contrast being made between Jesus and his disciples. We're presented with two different ways of life. So the Lord starts the gospel today with his passion prediction. He takes his disciples away and you can see they're having a bit of a break. He's going through Galilee and he's using this time, especially with his focus on them. He's instructing them. And he starts with his passion prediction. It's the second time that we hear Jesus talking about his suffering and death in the gospel of Mark. So Jesus says, the son of man will be delivered into the hands of men. They will put him to death, and three days after he has been put to death, he will rise again. Now, this isn't just a statement about what's going to happen in the future, but it's also a description of how Jesus lives his life. It's a description of his way of life. The way of Jesus is the way of love. He lays down his life. He makes a gift of his life. In the highest expression of divine love, Jesus places himself into the hands of men and suffers his passion for us all. Jesus' way is the way of self-giving love. In his suffering and death, Jesus makes himself the least of all and the servant of all. But no sooner had Jesus finished telling the disciples about this way then they start to get caught up in the way of man. Their squabbling amongst each other is the photo-negative of the way of self-giving love. They've just heard Jesus tell them that he will lay down his life, that his way is the way of self-giving love and service, and not hours later they're caught up in seeking after honours and reputation. Rather than following Christ's way of love and service, instead of imitating Christ and making a gift of themselves to each other, they buy into the way of man. It's a way that speaks of grasping and possession, and not about self-giving love. 
It's a way that speaks of domination, not of service. And you can just imagine Jesus and his disciples walking down the hill toward Capernaum. And as they walk, the disciples start to slow down, put a little distance between themselves and Jesus, because they don't want him to overhear the argument about who's the greatest. And all the while, the disciples are seeking to get higher honours. They're climbing over each other to gain reputation and esteem. They aren't serving each other. They're clambering over each other. To get ahead means to impose oneself over the other, to dominate, not to serve. So there's a strong irony here. Jesus lays out his way of service when he tells them that he will deliver himself into the hands of men. But so soon after the disciples start to follow, not the way of Jesus, but the way of man, not the way of service, but of domination. So the Gospel of Mark today is presenting us with two separate logics. The logic of love and service, and the logic of domination and possession. And we have before us the way of Jesus, which is the way of the gift, and the way of humanity, which is the way of grasping. On the one side we have Jesus laying his life down, making a gift of himself. On the other we have the disciples clambering and clawing at such cheap honours that come with being thought the greatest. I think this is a bit of what the Apostle James is getting at in the second reading which we've heard today. He says, wherever you find jealousy and ambition, you find disharmony. Jealousy and selfish ambition are both very powerful expressions of the logic of possession. You want something and you haven't got it. So you're prepared to kill. Jealousy is that dynamic in the human heart where we resent others for what they have. There's a rather perverse part of the human heart that Gore Vidal describes quite well when he says, uh, every time one of my friends succeeds, a little part of me dies. The chief priests, the scribes, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, all of them at some level were jealous of Jesus and the tremendous spiritual gifts which he possessed. And as James rightly pointed out, they wanted something, they didn't have it, so they were prepared to kill. Herod and Pilate both exhibit strong traits of selfish ambition, and in their desire to get ahead, they're willing to do violence to Jesus of Nazareth. And what does James tell us about selfish ambition? You have an ambition that you cannot satisfy. So you fight to get your way by force. The passion of our Lord Jesus shows the full extent and consequences of the logic of possession and grasping. You want something, so you're prepared to kill. You have an ambition, so you take it by force. Now look at what it does to the relationship between human beings. We become enemies of each other as we grapple, grasp, claw at what we want. I no longer see the other as my neighbour, but as my combatant, as we compete for the limited goods that are available to us. 
This is why the disciples get into an argument with each other. They're competing with each other for the title of the greatest, which meant that each of the other disciples was not his brother, but his competitor in the race to be the greatest. Our economy, our modern society, is built upon this selfish competition as we all grasp after limited goods. And in this society, who is the greatest? The one who can possess the most, the one who is the most ambitious. It's perhaps no surprise that James's warnings come true, that ambition and jealousy bring about murder and violence. Just look at where we live. The way of Jesus is so very different. St. James describes it as a wisdom that comes down from above. It's God's wisdom. It's God's path. It's the way of Jesus. James says the wisdom that comes down from above is essentially something pure. It also makes for peace and is kindly and considerate. It is full of compassion and shows itself by doing good. This wisdom that comes down from above speaks of the logic not of grasping and possession, but the logic of gift. Jesus lays down his life. He loves. He makes a gift of himself. He becomes a servant. To be the greatest in the path of self-giving love means to turn away from the logic of possession and grasping. If anyone wants to be first, says Jesus, he must make himself last of all and servant of all. And where the logic of possession brought violence and murder, the logic of Christ brings peace, because it is kindly, considerate, and full of compassion. All through the Gospels, we can see that this is how Jesus lives. We don't see him concerned about asking, what's in it for me? No, over and over, he makes a gift of himself to the crowds, to the disciples, and ultimately from the cross, he makes a gift of himself for the whole world. This is the path of love and peace, because it's the path of service. So the question of which path we follow ultimately hinges on what we truly desire. Do we truly want to be the greatest? Or do we merely want to appear to be the greatest? Do we really want to be rich? Or do we merely want to appear to be rich? Because if we truly want to be the greatest, then Christ tells us how to do it. We need to become the least and to serve. The difficulty of our confused hearts is that no one ever appeared to be great by being the least, and by serving. So what do we actually want? It's the key question, and finally, it's not an easy one to answer. Because if we only want to appear to be great in the sight of the world, then we need to buy into the logic of possession. We need to see our neighbour as our competitor, seeking to rob the honours which rightfully should be ours. If, however, we truly want to be great, then our neighbour is not our competitor. But our neighbour is the path to our greatness, 
because I can become his or her servant. The way of self-giving love, the way of Jesus, is the great antidote to the jealousy and ambition that St. James warns about in the second reading. If we no longer see our neighbour as our competitor, then their successes don't make little parts die inside of us. No, in following the way of Jesus, we can stop jealousy, resenting the successes of others, and instead, to rejoice in their successes. If we follow the logic of the gift and not the logic of possession and domination, then our only ambition will be to outdo each other in service. The way of Jesus doesn't lead to the squabbles and arguments that the disciples had amongst themselves. No, the way of Jesus will lead us to becoming peacemakers. And blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called children of God. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day, may give glory to God the Father.